He ain't no slouch. Um, hold on, let me do one little thing, and we gonna be started. What's that? Eighty-five. Mm-hmm. I love that lens. It's fucking man. I sent it off to Adorama to um. I sent it off to Adorama to like to sell it because I wanted a fifty, and them they uh, bro, I spent seventeen hundred dollars on the lens. So I'm like, all right, cool bet. Like, what is it? Eight one point four. Uh, I think so, or one point two. I can't remember. It's in the ones, but it's like, it's an expensive ass lens. It's a luxury lens. Like nobody needs. I tell everybody yeah, yeah. when people hit me up, like, oh, what you think about it? I want to let that lens. I'm like, don't get the fifty. Step in. Like you'll save yourself like three hundred dollars. I keep going back and forth between my fifty and my eighty five. For I, real, I don't know which one I, I like. But people like the port portrait mode. Yeah. Um, the bokeh. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna stick with the eighty five. Yeah. It's, but I do like fifty for the context. That, and I'm always like, yo, I can just step in. Like the eighty five. I let me tell you what it was. I had the twenty four to one hundred five. And it's old. It's the first version of it. It's super old. It's done. It's the rubber parts are coming off. Like it's the the lens is shot. Yeah. And so, but it was the only lens I had. So when I got the 85, I was using that and I was so far off on my clients. I was like screaming. Like when I'm in Uptown Shit, or whatever. Shit, try shooting with a 200. I would never. Like, so I'm like. Move your arm up. Listen, I'm like yelling at them and I'm like, you know what? And then I can't get the background. I'm like, this is not ideal. I'm going to get something else. So I end up getting a 35, which is on us. And the only reason why I got that lens is because um, for my project at the Light Factory, um, I was talking to the instructor and he was like, oh, so what you shoot with? Because he wanted me to shoot in somebody's home. And I told him, I was like, oh, I got the 24 to 105 and the 85. And he's like, that's it? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) He's like. You need to get a wider lens. And I'm like, well, I got to 24 to 105. He's like, but you don't like zooming, do you? I'm like, I hate zooming in on people. So we had that whole discussion. Mm-hmm. I wish they really had. They have a prime version of the 24. But I don't, everything online, the reviews is like very mixed. So I'm kind of like. Mm. I don't know. I like I like wide angle lenses. I don't I just don't use them. Yeah. I don't know. I think my, my, I'm with you. I think my photography is like cookie cutter. I feel you. I think. So the distortion from the 24, I got to get, it's like, I got to get more creative. Yeah. I'm so. with you. I understand that. Um, So. Which I'm not, I'm not creative. I don't think. We're going to get there. Everybody's creative. I'm with you. Look, we're going to have a discussion about that because um, I was talking to another photographer and he, um, he doesn't do the same thing you do, but he does the same type of, um, he's in the same boat as like us, right? Whereas mm-hmm. like, hey, I do come, I do like some of the same stuff, not necessarily the same niche, but it's like, hey, my clients come to me, they expect this, I deliver this, I keep it moving. And it's like a lot of rinse and repeat. And so me and was talking about like, it's cool with the money because the people that needs that, they come directly and get that, right? Right. So then I was thinking about it. I was like, man, like I was talking to him. I'm like, don't you get exhausted sometimes? Like you don't feel like you get creative. And everything, and he yeah. was talking to me about it. He was like, bro, like, it's annoying sometimes because you just get, and we was just having that discussion, like, how annoying it is and yeah. how how to get out of that. I've had that discussion. I like that discussion. It's a it's something. Um, All right. So um, I was on, uh, I was recording the I Mean Business podcast. Check them out. If you're into, if you're looking for a new home, anything, check those guys out. And um, I was on their podcast, 
uh, excuse me, I was recording a podcast and one of the realtors was talking about an experience she had about um, her friend was buying a home, was asking her all the questions Mm -hmm. and hired another realtor and bought her and, you know, went through them to get a home. And she was like. They Wait, didn't, the client was asking questions? They, She had a friend of hers that was asking her all the realtor questions. Like, yo, how, what should I do? What do you think about this? And she was like, yeah, I do it for you. Like, I am I can be your realtor. You okay, so know. the friend of a realtor yeah. was asking these questions to a realtor. Yeah. Okay. So, And then she took the girl, all the information yes, and went somewhere She else. went, she took all the information, hired a whole nother realtor. And so the girl who, who I was talking to yesterday, she was like, I've been asking her, like, let me know when you're ready to get the party started, like the process started and everything. Right. And she was like, no, she said nothing to me. And she was like, fast forward, I get invited to her housewoman. And I was just like, the disrespect. That's and wild. So it is wild. And the reason why that's wild is because I'm sitting there and I'm like, do you know how often that happens to photographers? Like, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to say to her, right? Like, do you know how often that happens to us where, hey, um, hey, I know that you are a photographer, I know that you are qualified. I know that you're going to have my best interest at heart. But you know what? I think I'm going to go elsewhere. And I'm not even going to tell you. You, I'm going to just pop up like, hey, I paid this other photographer. That's happened. That's How do you happened. feel about that, though? Uh, I mean, so I don't know if it's different. But in my case, it's like people people have told me they're intimidated mm. to ask me. Okay. Um, One or two, it's like, oh, I just feel like I can't, like, your quality is really good and I won't be able to afford you. Mm-hmm. I get the, I always hear the afford part. So, but in both cases, I'm like, just ask. Yeah. Like, if we're cool, like, if we're, like, legit friends. Yeah. I'm going to look out for you. I'm not, I, I'm not going to, I'm either going to do it for free if the concept is good. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to give you a discount code. Absolutely. Because I'm not, I just don't feel right charging friends. Yeah. Like, full price. Absolutely. You know what I'm yeah, no, um, I always tell people, I'm like, the problem is, I feel like friends lean on that, hey, I didn't want to disrespect you because I didn't know if I could afford you, right? They lean into that. Right. And I'm always like, okay, cool, but you didn't ask. You didn't even try. That's what I'm saying, like, just ask. Yeah, because you even never know. if you come to me and you say, hey, I want to book you, and uh, or hey, Gavin, how much does it cost? And I go... Hey, it's five hundred dollars for a shoot, and if you say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I don't have that budget," then I could be like, "Then that that's another question, a right. conversation." Excuse right, right, me. Right. Or it's like, or I might just write you and be like, "Yeah, sorry," and keep it moving. And then you you know whatever. Or because sometimes I think people look at it and like the young lady yesterday was explaining. She was like, "Yo, no other photographer." Excuse me. She was saying she was like, "No other realtor," and I'm saying, "No other photographer." Um, if I'm your friend, nobody else is going to treat you better than what I'm gonna do. Right. Like. Okay, let's say everybody else, I give them a certain amount of edits. Guess what? You're going to get more. Right. Um, more than likely, you're going to get more. Let's if you say book it, me for an hour, let's shoot for two. Yeah. Like, what, I don't uh, mind. Absolutely. Or if you come in and be like, hey, I need, I only got one outfit. Or they're going to say, yo, you only get one outfit. Okay, maybe you show up with two or three and we're going to shoot them. Like, it's, it is what it is. But it's always, I always laugh at that Um. You know, the whole friend part, like not even. But I'm like, whatever, man. That's how people do. Um, what you been up to? It's always good for me to you ask. You know, it's crazy. I guess. didn't even like realize we were recording till like a few minutes ago. Why? Why you think, man? I'm always recording. But I'm always. <sighs> but now, as far as me, I'm just working, chilling. chilling. Um, most of my shoots are on the weekend during the week. 
I'm either practicing editing, watching YouTube videos. There you go. Um, recently, I bought a couple books, been reading more. That's good. Yeah. So I bought one. It's called uh, Creative what is it? Creative Calling by Chase Jarvin. Okay. And pretty much I was like in a slump because I felt like I was just kind of like in the same like cycle, same cycle. <laughs> so like I felt like my creativity is just like shot. And I was just yeah. at um, Books A Million just looking at, um, I don't even know if it was photography books or business books, but mm. they were, I came across this book and I like always read like the first like four or five pages. Yeah. And then this one, it was like describing me to the T and I was like, nah, I got to get this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this, this book's about me. Like, I don't even know how he knew what I'm going through, but he That's wrote this funny. about me. That's so funny. I bought it and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, it just talks about like, I mean, the, the dream, the entrepreneurship dream is like, go against the grain, jump in the, you know, don't listen to the, what people expect from you. The entrepreneur dream. I hate that dream. It's, it's happening though. Yeah. All right. We got to start this podcast. Hold on. You self-promoters are janky. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the paid and exposure podcast. I am your host. I got to let Drake get off. Hold on one second. And we're not stopping here. me as a Chris bottle sender. Check pick up. I love this song. I said I love this song. This is my shit. different in the city I come from. All of a sudden I got people showing how much they truly resent me. They hold a meaning to spell envy. They trying to tempt me. The higher I get, the less they accept me. Even had the OGs try to press me. I want to let y'all know, do not try to press me. A couple of y'all didn't try to run up on me back in there. You know what? That was the other joke about me being a photographer like a long time ago. Like, <laughs> it was funnier. I think some people, A, assume I was younger than what I was. B, thought I was like smaller than what I was. I'm not a big guy at all. Anybody knows I'm skinny as hell. But that's the thing. They would think I was small, way smaller than what I was. And they would think I was like, all right, he talks this shit on social media. Then when I see him, he's going to be timid. And I'm like, when I see you in person, I'm oh, always yeah, like, no. I'm like, what are you, who, like, what is, what are we doing? So, look, I'm so glad nobody tries to press me anymore. All right, Drake, you can continue. I just had to get no that way out because I'm already in it. I'm not attending when I do a really show and get a ticket. Yo, he was definitely like, it said, it said Diddy. This is all about Diddy. Oh, really? Yeah. This is right after Diddy, like, slapped his ass and then he, you know. But it is what it is. It's funny. I remember looking up Drake beefs mm-hmm. or, like, diss tracks. And yeah. I remember. Now that you mentioned that, I do remember seeing this. Diddy's name, yeah. But he had he's done so many shots at so many people that like, I don't even know which ones are which anymore. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you. Um, I just had to let him get that part off. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the podcast, but we're not done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, right. This is gonna be a great podcast. I got a special guest in the building. Um, this is a long time coming. This is like our second time. Making this happen The first time I don't know what happened Oh you got booked You had to go get the money I respect it Hold on hold on I feel like that's not what happened Now let's get it all in perspective For all y'all in We gotta figure that part out Because I was like I remember it was either gonna be December 13th Or December 20th And then I think I had said December 20th And he was like yo Won't be able to do it And I was like alright bet I probably was somewhere. <clears throat> Who knows? But it was, approach, it was approaching the holiday, so I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Girl who fly and talk so nicely. Put her in the coop so she can feel the nice breeze. We can drive through the city, no doubt. But don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out. Newness, here's the anthem. Put your hand up that you shoot with. Count your loot with. Push the pool stick. Um, I want to welcome everybody to the Paid Exposure Podcast. This is episode one. 
117. Hand class for that. Hand class for 117. Um, the joke is you start these podcasts, you have these unique ways. You have you want to accomplish so much, right? Right. So I was supposed to stop this podcast after like episode 30. And stop it, did. it. Why? Um, because you get busy. You know how it is. Like, even though you most of your shoots happen on the weekend. Right. You still got so much shit you got to do during the week. You know, like, at least for me, like, I'm busy. Um, Mondays, I try not to work at all. Um, and then Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are light. But come Thursday, it's a wrap. Like, and I'm already, like, today, I, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going to be out today. Then this afternoon night, I'm going to be strapped in. Like, it's time to go to work. And it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, I was going to stop it, but then now we're here. We're in the hundreds, um, and we making progress, and I'm super happy. We got a special guest, but before we get started, let's introduce the special guest. What is your name, sir, and what do you shoot with? Uh, all right, so my name's Roberto Hernandez. Go by Berto or Gilded Images. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I shoot with a Nikon Z6. Okay. And my go-to lens is in between my 50 or my 85. Okay. Depending the situation. How you get into photography? Uh, so it's a it's a weird story because like I did some reflecting like when the pandemic first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and photography has always kind of been there. Yeah. Like since I was a little kid, like on field trips, I had the little disposable yeah like, crank Kodex, <laughs> and then like I, w- I had gone home to my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I found these albums of pictures that I had taken over the years. Yeah. And then, like, in high school, I did yearbook. I was the photographer okay. for the yearbook. And then in 2015, I bought my first DSLR. I don't even know why I bought it. I was just like, I want a camera. Mm-hmm. And then I bought it for mainly for family functions because, you yeah. know, like, you take pictures on your phone. And then you don't do shit with those. You, you don't. You, they just there, you yeah. know. And then when you get a new phone, they're deleted. They're gone. Um, But just to, like, capture those, like, family memories. You know what I'm saying? And then... um. Eventually, someone asked me if they could pay me for photos, and I was like, "Yeah, why not?" I I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "You can make money off off photography." Yeah, and then you know, just from there, it it just kind of grew to what it is now. Um, is it a niche niche that you like are deep into that you type type of photography that you do? Uh, I would just say portrait, okay, portrait photography as a whole. Mm-hmm. I know if. if you know, outside looking in, you're like, oh, this is the grad shoot guy. Yeah. But that's just like what what makes me the most money yeah. right now. But it's definitely not. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. But it's like. I'm with you. I, I don't want to be just the grad shoot guy. I want to be the, oh, this is the portrait guy. Like he can do everything. And right. yeah. It's, and you know what? That's the problem when you have a niche. Was, excuse me, not the problem. That's the downfall that you have. Right. Um. Having a niche, I always tell everybody you need to have a niche, right? Because no matter what, you can fall back on it. You can always fall back that I'm the grass shoot guy, right? right. Um, if you need to feed your family, feed you know whatever, right? Um, but somebody out there who like, hey, I shoot a little bit of everything. If somebody says, hey, they have you or they have me, let's say I just shoot everything, and let's say they have that, and somebody's like, hey, I need a graduation shoot. Somebody's not going to look at me and go, oh, well, he can shoot anything. They're going to look and say, oh, he has the most experience in grass shoots. Right. Versus, and you know. Even, so the specialists. Exactly. So people go for, like, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go to the dentist for a skincare routine. Exactly. I'm sure he knows, he knows about skin and stuff. Something, but. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you just don't go to the regular hospital. You They have specialists right. for a reason. Not going to the so, house painter to go get my car painted. Exactly. 
that's good. I like that. So <laughs> still painting, uh, but absolutely. Um, so did you go to school for photography or not? Hell so, no. Yeah, I, I went. I went to school for business, which that's I guess smart. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I studied economics. Okay. Which I'm not doing shit with my degree. So, it's cool. So looking back, I'm like, it's kind of a waste of time. But I really just graduated from my parents because they wanted go. to see, they wanted to see me graduate. And I think I'm I'm just stubborn. So I had yeah. started in 2011. I was just like, all right, I'm this far. Like I'm gonna just Keep I'm gonna finish going. it out. Cause where you go to school at? Charlotte. Me too. You what year you graduated? 19. 19. I was there way after that, way before that, but. School. School is, um, I studied computer software mm. and I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, literally yesterday. It's funny that you said this. And I'm talking to him yesterday and, um, I said, I went to school for my parents and I wish I wish my parents never went to school. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. by the time I was in high school, my mom decided to go to college and she finished before I got out of high school. So she started maybe like when I was at the eighth grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, but my parents was like, yo, you're going. So I, I went uh, um, two semesters. I did a year in psychology, figured out I ain't like that. Then I did two years in computers. And I knew then I this is not for me. And all this time. And then, so I'm contemplating switching to communications. But I'm like, I'm, I need to graduate. Right. Like, I'm, I don't want to be here no more. And the whole time I'm doing photography. And now looking back on it, does my computer software degree help me in photography? Yes, it helped me on the business part and whatever. But I wish, I wish, um, I wish I would have said, yo, this degree, I would have picked a degree, said this would elevate my photography business. Like if I would have yep. studied marketing, right? Or if I would have, you, you got to, I mean, even though you did economics. Yeah, so, so econ, I feel like it. it's like a... So it's supply and demand. It's like mm-hmm. the science and it doubles as a social science because yeah. it's not just about business. It's about like supply and demand. Yeah. So it's like obviously supply, photography and yeah. demand. It's like how, how can you increase your demand? Mm. It's literally what econ is. So it's like marketing and it's like, yeah, I don't know. And and the social side, because there is a social like there's like a um the business economics. Yeah. And there's a liberal arts economics. Mm, OK. So I did business. OK. But. I'm curious to know like what the liberal arts one is like, what are they tapping into like psychology and, and all mm. that stuff? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Business is more numbers like the liberal arts one. You was in the shitty building at UNCC. The Friday. No. Yeah. Friday building. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. It's just boring as hell. Yeah. Just is boring. that the one that was like close to the Chick-fil-A? Yes. Right next to it. Yeah. That shit was ugly. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> I was there for two years. Like literally all my classes for two years was that building. And I was just like, bro, I'm so tired. The same classrooms, same. I don't know. Cause I did. Well, mind you, I did intro to economics cause it was one of the classes I had to right. just take. Right. And I just remember going over there and I'm just like, shit boring. This shit it's, is, but, it's, but it's fitting because it's business. Exactly. So, so when I like, walked in there, I felt like I was about to learn some business shit, but I'm like, yo, it's cold in here. It's kind of gloomy. And I'm I think just like, the walls are like yellow. Yeah. Like, I'm um, like, yo, we can't go to Fretwell, but whatever. Like, Fretwell was cool. Fretwell was cool. I was way at the end off of, at uh, Woodward. Um, sorry mm. if we Charlotte and y'all. This is very out. specific. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was there. Um, all right. So we got an interesting topic today because, and I want to tap in, and I hate to do this to you, but I kind of do want to tap in the fact that you do graduation stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you listen to the podcast, then you know I do a bunch of maternity stuff. So I'm in the same boat with you, right? Like, I do maternity stuff, but um, some people assume that's all I do. 
I had a homeboy of mine. I was like, yo, I want to take your picture one day. And he was like, well, I'm not pregnant. So you're never going to take my picture. <laughs> and I, me and him laughed about it. And he That's was like, funny. and then he was like, bro, I'll let you take my picture anytime. He's like, but sometimes I look at your page and I just assume like you won't take nobody's picture unless they're pregnant. And I'm like, okay, so now I got to start feeding other shit. Right. But I still post maternity stuff because um, it's like just kind of what I'm known for. Yeah, I'm, and what I'm known for. Like I'm getting known for it in my city and it's like, all right. I mean, know, I, I've sent people your way. Like, yo, thank you. Like, I appreciate hey, it. Like when I, whenever I didn't do maternity, cause yeah. I don't even know how I did my first one. Oh, the first one was a, a friend. Okay. So that's why I did it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this wasn't it. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, I could do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, but before then, like, I was just like, no, this guy's yeah. maternity <laughs> specialist. Yeah. Like maternity for me is fun. Um, but I kind of, and we'll, we can tap in our uh, niches as we do this. But today's topic, we're going to talk about how to create an amazing experience for your client. Um, Word. And I kind of want you to talk about, and I guess I, I go first, talk about like when you realize like creating an experience was necessary for clients, right? Because I remember when I first got started in photography, mind you, I've been doing photography for too damn long. Um, I started in 09 and it wasn't until like maybe 14, 15, 2014, 15 when I realized mm. like, all right, I really like doing this. And so let's talk about prior to that. Um if you wanted to shoot me, you would show up. We wouldn't have talked. We might have texted. Right. Um, and I would shoot you. I'm always I've always been a personable person. Like I can talk to anybody. Um as long as somebody ain't texting me, kinda like I was doing with yeah. you earlier. Just to let y'all know, he was in here talking to me and I was like, I'm going back and forth with somebody and I'm like, give me a second, because I got a custody. No, I'm out. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But um before then I was like, all right. And I was getting some repeat clients, but it wasn't always like all the time. You know what right. I'm saying? And I kind of wanted to, and then I started realizing I was like, something clicked for me. I was like, yo, why are they going to this photographer? Why are they going to that photographer? And then it hit me. I was like, well, I'm not creating no experience. I remember, and I'll tell you true as day, um, shooting this girl, she's been watching my fratern my photography journey, right? And me and her are sitting there and um she, I'm watching her go up through man, through man, through man. Shorty trying to get married. And so anyway, she gets engaged and she hits me up and I knew I was going to book her. Like, I was like, all right, I did not want to book her, but I knew I was going to. Because like, she's, she's watched you progress. And yeah. So I'm that. like, it's one of the things like we wasn't friends, but we was cool enough. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm the closest photographer to her in her life. Right. And um, Shorty does this thing. She. She's doing her due diligence, going through photographers, talking to them. And this one girl gives her a gift, um, their first meeting. And it was a client gift. And I remember. Like the photographer mm -hmm. gave her a gift? Yeah, I know a couple of photographers that do client gifts. And she huh. gave her a client gift. And I remember sitting there going, I'm not booking this girl. Like, I knew it. And it was a nice ass. It was a cute little gift. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, super nice, but it was super, super thoughtful. I was going to say it was probably meaningful. Yeah. Very specific to to her. And I was just like, oh, okay, screw me. So I'm out of here. And I remember I sat there and I go, all right, how do I make each experience for my clients? Like, how do I create this amazing experience from them from when we talk to what are we doing later, um, during the shoot, after the shoot, things like that. But do you remember when that moment clicked for you? Like when it was important to create a client experience? 
Uh, I mean, I feel like I've always been good with customer service. Like I used to work at uh, Finish Line, okay, then. Concord Mills. So, yeah, but it was commission based. That big so, ass store. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like so it's like incentivized. Like if you do good and you provide good customer service, mm-hmm. more than likely they're gonna buy. Right? Yeah, and then you get paid. So it was just kind of like that. It was like okay, it clicked that if I provide good service, mm-hmm. they're gonna buy shoes. I'm gonna get commission. Absolutely. And then whenever they would come back and buy shoes, and they wanted me to. Help them. Help them say, out. Okay, like that's when it really clicked, and it translated over to photography as well. Yeah. Um. But the way I look at it is like you have to provide a good customer service experience because, like, for example, like when you go eat at a restaurant, mm-hmm. if you have a bad experience, you're gonna tell the world. You probably come on the pod and be like, "Yo, don't Absolutely. go to don't go to Chima's." Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um. Not saying I've never been there. I'm not. That's I'll, too rich for my blood. So I just I that's the first thing that came to mind. I had um, a girl pay me in Chima's gift cards one time. That's lit. Yeah, it was. I would, I would, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wasn't mad, and I'm gonna tell y'all why I wasn't mad. It was a collab, and so I wasn't expecting nothing. Excuse me. It was um, I owed her oh. the shoot, so that it was like a barter. Oh, and system. then she still yeah, yeah and she she was like, look here, and she gave me two Chima gift cards, and I was like, all right, and it was for a free. I was gonna meal. say I wouldn't even be mad. Nah, but mad. but yeah, like if you go to a restaurant, you have a bad experience, you're gonna tell your friends, mm-hmm. like yo, I, I went here. Or if someone's like, oh, let's go to that restaurant, you're like, you're going to think back to that time you had that a bad one experience, time. right? Absolutely. But if you have a good time, you may not, you know, like, what did it, I think Drake said it, it was like people, like, whisper your accomplishments, but shout mm. out your failures, mm. something like that. Mm. Um, so it's like, um, <laughs> you know, if you do good, like, if, if you had a good experience, you might not necessarily tell people, like, yo, I had this great experience at this restaurant. But if someone's like, oh, what do you guys know about this restaurant? You'd be like, oh, last time I was there. It was a great experience. Or you even say, like, I know a friend. Right. I have a photographer right now who she follows the podcast. She might see this shit. But all right, I referred her to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put this in a group chat, too. And we'll get back to this. Um, so <laughs> um, I ver- referred her to a friend of mine for her, my friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And to be to be fair, I sent my friend... Um, my friends, because I'm friends with the bride and groom, I sent them like a list of photographers, right? And they chose this girl. Mm. And she was the only person on the list I had never met. Excuse me, but I liked her work. I like her editing, things of that nature. Mm. I liked it. But I told them, do y'all due diligence, blah, blah, blah. They booked this girl. Cool. And the wedding was shit. Like, it it sucked. Like, you the know pictures were bad? Yeah. Like, oh. it was bad. Like, it, it wasn't awful, god-awful. Like, but it just the customer service was shit. Mm. Um, and look, to give it perspective, um, I had to read through my friend's contract to figure out when they photos would get delivered, right? Mm. And by the way, y'all need to, there's like a list of shit you need to know before you sign a wedding contract, like whatever, right? right. And we'll get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop that this week. But anyway, um, my friend did not know when she was getting her wedding pictures back. And so I said, you need to ask her these questions, like, and you would know. She should be able to tell you. And the mm. girl missed the first deadline. The girl missed the second deadline. And she made the third deadline. Like, and it Damn. was that. And then when they got him back, my friend and them didn't like the editing. It was so much stuff. Um, me, personally, on the other end of it, I knew um, the girl was doing work because I knew some people she was shooting. Mm-hmm. And she was delivering those free shoots, these collab shoots to these people before, while my friend is waiting on her wedding pictures. And I was like, mm. and I'm thinking I, I, I really wanted to write shorty and be like, yo, I think they're going to spare you because I know you, but I don't know you. And I'm like, I can let them know I don't know you. And then it's over for your ass. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, So let me ask you this. What's some ways you create like amazing 
or what what are some tips that photographers can take to create an amazing photo experience? Um, so I guess from the first contact point, so whenever they they reach out to you, mm-hmm. you just gotta be welcoming. So last year I used to so I used to use HoneyBooks, right? So people because I didn't have my pricing on my website or anything, so HoneyBook they would contact me through there, and then just off rip, obviously you want to like oh like thanks for reaching out da 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 and try to like kind of win them with kindness absolutely and try to build like an emotional like connection with them mm-hmm. or bond or whatever mm-hmm. so from initial contact you got to just be you got to be uh warm and welcoming absolutely right? and then okay boom 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 they book and then when it comes to the shoot like one be on time just cuz i'm i'm late uh, like more times than i want yeah. to be <laughs> but not by like more than 5 10 minutes yeah yeah um it's just like Running around, making sure I don't forget things. I like running back and forth to my car. Absolutely. And that always leads to like five, ten minutes. But anyways, like being on time, um, most of the time people don't really do professional shoots like that. So they're already kind of nervous. So the best thing you could do is like calm them. Be like, yo, like you ask them on a scale of one to ten, how comfortable are you with a photo shoot or have you ever done a shoot before? Yeah. And based off that, like I'll know. If they're like, oh, I'm eight. 10, 9, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, bet. So you're comfortable with the camera. Cool. I don't got to like. Warm you up. I agree right, exactly. That. But if someone's like one, two, three, like I don't like being in front of the camera. I'm like, all right, bet. I need to give extra care and kind of like, you know, make sure that you're good. Absolutely. Um, and then like warm them up. Yeah. But just essentially just make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just because if you're like, you know, if I treated everyone like they were a, on a scale of one to 10, a 10 on being comfortable, like. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Like yeah, if someone's absolutely. like timid and shy. I'm not gonna go about the shoot like you're. You've done ten shoots this week. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you just kind of gauge it. Yeah, um, music always helps. Like a vibe. Like ask them what they want to listen to, mm-hmm. and if they say whatever, like then you play. You know, just kind of gauge it. Absolutely. So I normally listen to like. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Dirk and Vaughn. Okay, lately. but I'm not gonna <laughs> play that at a shoot. Absolutely. So it's like you just kind of get a feel. <laughs> For um, the client, but nine times out of ten, I'll probably go with like some R and B. Yeah, some soft R and B. Just because it's like calming. Absolutely. Um, when I was at Sir this weekend, uh, Kevin put on Lo-Fi, and like I always see that genre on Spotify, mm-hmm. and it was just so chill. It was like perfect background. Yeah. Noise. Nah, Lo-Fi is dope. I, and, I, that's what I. I I'll play that in like a studio setting. Yeah. And I was like, it would caught me off guard because I didn't know how to work the speaker. So I'm like, I'm not bothering it, you know, mm. whatever. <laughs> um, and then Kevin was like, yo, do you want to connect your music? I'm like, no, nah, not nah, leaving. He's like, all right, it's just on lo-fi. Like, you right. know, and I was like, fine. I was like, nah, it's actually very calming and chill. Right. And um, music is always interesting. I saw somebody write that in. the. Um, so for y'all to not know, he has a Instagram group with a bunch of photographers in it. And one of the questions that got asked this week um, was like, yo, who chooses the music and what y'all play? Mm. And so for me, music is always funny because um, I listen to a bunch of Future. I'm going to just put it like that. Future and Travis Scott. If you get him, if you come to my session, you let me pick. It's going to be Future, Drake, Travis Scott. Future's in my top five. Yeah, I love Future. So I'm playing like that. But depending on who it is, I'm always like you. I got to check the, you got to check the room first. You got to check yeah, the yeah, room. You got to definitely gotta, read the room. Because sometimes, um, depending on who somebody is, I will, you know, my go-to 
my that's not my go to. That's what I love to listen to. But actually, my actual go to is um, I play. It's called Love. Uh, it's called like Black Love mixtape on on uh, <laughs> Spotify. Spotify, and it's nothing but R and B. Right, and it's like no ratchet shit. Some right. calm shit, but a lot of like the hot songs that the girls like it. So, you know, I play yeah. that shit. Um, and then if anything, and then if I see that a little bit upbeat, I go to like two thousands R and B. R and B always saves you. Like, yeah, no, R and B is, is a way to go. But yeah. Um, you know, for me, creating an amazing experience always starts with um now I talk to all my clients. Um, that changed my world. I started doing that, I'm not gonna lie. I just started doing that this year. Talking to them like before, like okay. a consultation. Gotcha. I was the king of, hey, Gavin, I'm very interested. Oh, okay, thank you. This is the price. This is the my available dates. Let me know. They will book. Boom. Ne- wouldn't speak to them until I got there. Didn't even know what the fuck I was going to shoot. And oh, yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, nah. You are absolutely correct. And I was, like, sitting there and, like, but mind you, my personality is once you're there, I can do right. whatever. But it was taking me a little while to get there. Now that I do this, as soon as you get there, I'm making jokes of whatever we talked about on the phone like a couple weeks ago. Um right. I'm making sure I'm following you if you have socials, if you're cool with it so I can kind of see your personality, make jokes there. Um I'm very much I'm not nosy with my clients, but I'm personable. Mm. So if I see my clients, you know, bitching about something from a week ago, I'm going to make a joke about it, bring mm-hmm. it up, right? Or if I see them was really into a show, I might ask them questions about it. Um, that's that. Um, I'm the king of, I went to a networking event, and they asked us to introduce ourselves by, um, you had to describe yourself. You couldn't say your name. You couldn't say what you do. Excuse me. You could say your name. You couldn't say what you do, but you had to use an adjective to, to, to describe yourself, and then you had to say what is a weakness you suffer in your life or business. That's how you introduced. It was a icebreaker. It was amazing. Actually, I was going to say that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what adjective I would. So mine was, um, I said, you know, my name is Gavin. I am a talker, but I am also a, I deliver like that's who Mm -hmm. I am. So I say that to bring it back to photography is I'm the king of over delivering. Like I undersell over deliver. And that's just business. Like Mm -hmm. people, that's just customer service. Right. Right. Um, and some of that might be, well, no, I don't want to get a person extra work. Why don't you shoot, you tell them something low, and then you just deliver what you always deliver, and it looks like you're over-accomplishing. That's the cheat code. I don't know why nobody don't do it. But anyway, um, that also during the session, I make whoever's there with them feel included as well. Right. Um, Yo, you bring your homegirl. Guess what? Your homegirl get to play DJ today. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I do that too. It's like, all right. Yeah. So it's like if they bring friends, I'm like, okay, so I'm shooting you. You're the hype man. You're the DJ. Yeah. And just like. Kind of assign roles. That way they're like part of the experience. right? Absolutely. And then I love telling, especially when somebody like got their homegirls with them. I'm like, okay, cool. So you're going to be recording today? That way we can get a reel. We can get some behind BTS. BTS, Yeah. I need to do better about BTS. I'm so bad with it. But I'm also, I just get so like wrapped up in shooting and and like getting my settings right and all that. How about we do this? I'm going to be on your ass for like the next couple weeks about getting BTS. Because right. I got to do better. Because, I, like, for me, I'm like, I go to shoots. You know, um, for my weddings now, I try to take a picture with the bride and groom. Mm. Um, there's a gr- dude. Um, shout out to DeMarcus. Um, he's in Charlotte. He's a photographer. And um, every shoot that he does, everything, no matter if it's an event, no matter if it's a photo shoot, a wedding, 
He has somebody takes a picture of him at that event with his camera and he posts it on Facebook and say, great day doing whatever it is. And he mm. gets so much business because people constantly see it's like, him It's like a LinkedIn post. Like, I don't know if you can go Basically, on LinkedIn like, yeah, yeah. oh, today me and my team did X, Y, and Z. A- absolutely. Yeah. And I be seeing him getting tagged and shit by people that know me, but don't be tagging me. And it's cool. And um, I be like, damn. I'm like, my man is working. So it's super dope there. Um, I'm going to put that one in my pocket. I might do that. Yeah, start doing it, man, because even if you take it with each one of your grads or whatever the shoot is, even if you're in the studio. Right. um, It lets people know you're working. Yeah. And we're going to get to, like, the Instagram facade, like, of being perfect and having everything working for you. I hate uh, Instagram. But it's necessary. I told myself, I was like, whenever I get a girlfriend... I was deleting social media because I, you know, whatever. I don't know why. It wasn't like I was searching for one on air. But anyway, I was like, my next relationship, I was going to delete it. And then I like, was like, well, now I'm a full-time photographer. I was going to so say, I the business, like, you, you can't, like. I can't. I thought about deleting my personal. I don't use it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, about to say, I don't even know your personal. Yeah, not too many people do. Yeah. Oh, you got Is a burner. It? That's good. <laughs> I got a I mean, I, I don't I don't post. I don't I don't. Yeah. do anything on there. Bro, when they deleted my um. When Instagram deleted my profile for nothing, and I literally emailed them back on one of the emails that says, do not, no reply. Email. Like, I'm going to reply. Yeah, I replied. I was like, hey, y'all deleted this <laughs> for like, no reason. They listen. Yeah, and they, that's literally what happened. They wrote back an apology and gave me my account back. Oh, shit. And I was like, huh. And I was just like, when they deleted it, I was just like, I didn't violate nothing. I didn't get no warning mm. of nothing. I was they like, I don't post it. shit. Like, I curse. But y'all let everybody, anybody can cuss on Instagram. It ain't right. that, you know what I'm saying? I ain't I ain't naked on there. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And like the girls who I post, none of them ain't naked no more. So it's kind of like, yeah, like what's it up? ain't working. Um, all right. This is the part of the podcast where um, I ask the questions and answer the questions. But being that I have a guest here today, he will answer the questions. Yeah. All right. First up is Felix. What is your favorite place in the U.S. to shoot? Fuck that, Felix. Sorry, we're gonna do favorite place that you've ever shot. Uh, I'm gonna say Panama. Panama was dope. Mm. Yeah. So I got booked out and not there. Panama City Beach. Just to give y'all his. Own. Yeah, no, no, not Panama City. <laughs> like Panama, the, the country. The country. Yeah, no, it was dope. Um, I got booked. It was a, it was friend of like a guy who I grew up with. Mm-hmm. His parents they were like celebrating um, their anniversary. Really. And his mom's birthday, and they wanted me to come along and take pictures. But it was dope. It was, like. It's very like tropical vibe. It's very different. Yeah, it wasn't UNC Charlotte campus. It wasn't <laughs> Camp North End. Absolutely, uptown nowhere. I was like, this is different. It's tropical. It's like palm trees. I don't know. It was super dope. I bet it but was. I also had to like it was a challenge too because obviously you can't take all your gear with you on a plane. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like finessed it, but I mean, they came out good. It, it was dope. What um, so what did you take? I'm going to Cancun um, to shoot. In two months. And I know I've been to Cancun and shot already. Right. And I know I need a light. Like, I, I don't know what to bring. So what did I take? I took my go. As far as lighting, like my, my pictures, I need a strobe. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. do natural light. Yeah. Um. So I took my AD 200. Mm-hmm. I took that. I took a seven inch um, modifier. Like, okay. A, I don't even know the names of these mm-hmm. things. I just know measurements and, yeah. and sizes. Um, 
I took that. I took, I had to buy a light stand. So I didn't buy like a full like tripod or not tripod, but like the three leg thing. Yeah. So it was um, Manfrotto, but it, was, okay. it had like five extensions because it, yeah, yeah. it, it like came down to like a foot yeah. long. So I put that in my bag. Okay. Um, I took my drone because I did some like video. And as far as lenses, I took my 85 and my 1835. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't much just because I didn't want to carry much, but it's yeah. crazy because I I bought um, a travel case. It was like four hundred dollars, like one of those like um, Pelican cases. Yeah. but it comes with a book bag, so it was four hundred. Yeah, and it's a carry on, and we had got to the plane like the terminal late, so they had to put it <laughs> under the plane. Yeah, I was tight. I bet because I was like I bought this specifically so it could be my carry on. They didn't put it on a plane because I've worked in the. Um, like for an airline, okay, the, the luggage thing, yeah. So like when it says fragile, like I know most of us are like, oh, fragile, we throw that a bit harder. <laughs> and so I was like, hopefully there's not one of those guys, <laughs> one of those guys working. But it's crazy. So I was like, all right, whatever. But I have a window seat, mm-hmm. and I'm looking out the window at the guy like doing it, and mm-hmm. I see my my like the case or whatever. Yeah. He picks it up and throws it like five feet. When I tell you, I was, like, I almost cried. <laughs> I was just like, bro, like, I could feel my face getting hot because I was just like, bro, like, this dude really just threw $1,000 worth of shit five feet, like nothing. And I don't even know how we got here. We were talking about Panama? Oh, yeah, like, when I took, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But everything was good. No, everything was good. So, so the $400 was very well spent because that would have been. Anything else? Oh, and my homeboy. He does music, so uh-huh. he had, like, production stuff, but he had his stuff in a book bag. Damn. Um, and I think his stuff had to go under the plane, too. So, But luckily, his stuff was good. There you go. So, But I was just like, if they would have threw his stuff the it way they threw over. mine, oh, my God. Over. Like, he had $1,000 worth of, like, music production stuff. That's funny. Um, So, definitely invest in travel, like, absolutely. cases. Like, that's my number one thing because, like, I don't know. They the people at, at the plane just don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite place to shoot. Um, so I've only got to shoot outside of country in Cancun, um, which it was cool, but it was hot as shit. It was Cinco de Mayo, so it was hot as fuck. Mm. And um, but anyway, I know it was lit out there. Yeah, it was. But Cancun, I was, Cinco de Mayo. I was at a wedding, so. Wow. Every all the the entire bridal party went out the night before and the night of, and Sheesh. I was just like, I can't deal with you. I don't um, I don't believe in partying with the bride with the bridal party mm-hmm. or the guests. I don't believe in that. I watched a video on that like a long time ago. I had in state situations where I partied with the bride and groom after my time was up, and it never works out. I think you talked about this a few episodes. Absolutely, back. yeah, yeah. I go in on that shit, and so like now. Um, I don't do it. So we in Cancun. It's a free trip for me, of course. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, they like, yo, we had a resort. So we was they were going everybody was taking taxis into like um the, city. the party zone in oh. Cancun. So uh-huh. I'm like, all right, all right. And they like, yo, you coming? And I'm like, no. I'm like, y'all will not get me. And the only thing I kept thinking of, y'all is not about to trick me. Like, I'm not because I had already made up my mind, but um, See, and they probably would have wanted you to bring your camera too. That um, the night before they wanted me to go out, and I was like, the groomsmen wanted me to go out. I was like, no, y'all not gonna get me fucked up in Cancun because I've been to Cancun a couple of times before, mm. so I understand in the party zone, 
everybody gets in one place, you and it's it's an open bar. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, you're not gonna get me fucked up. I'm late to the wedding tomorrow, even though it's on a resort, or y'all lose me, and this is y'all joke for this guy's, you know, rest right, of his right, life. Right. Like, oh, we got the photographer so fucked up, he got missing and can't come. Nah, mm-hmm. you didn't get me on Here's that. his Instagram, here's where he lives. Yeah, here's- exactly. Um, my favorite place I've shot in the US though, um, would have to be in Vegas. I shot like mm. in it wasn't a desert desert, but it was, you know, it was several deserts out there. You just got you so know the whole thing is desert. Yeah, the whole thing is a desert. And it was amazing, man. And ironically, that's um, shooting in Vegas is my least favorite place that I shot out there because I tried to shoot on the strip and it is the worst idea. Too many people. Too many. I mean, people. I've never been, but I've seen. It's too many people. And when I was um, there, it was during the pandemic, so it wasn't that many people, mm. but it was still like enough. Like you know what I'm right. saying. Um, in Vegas, I tell y'all, during the pandemic, it was amazing to be there to work, not for partying. Partying, it was dry. It was trash. But like. <laughs> To actually work was amazing because you could do so much stuff and move around and then it's whatever. But that's that. Um, Next question comes from Lauren. What photography trends do you wish would stop or die? She said die, but I'm going to say stop. Uh, Photography trends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I don't really pay attention to like trends because my, my stuff is pretty like consistent in like cookie cutter. But <laughs> I... um. If y'all could stop having y'all models to put their hands in front of the lens, like blocking it, like they reaching for some oh, dumb shit. Th- this right here. I hate that dumb shit. There, I can't. I'm trying to. There we go. Look, that is my least favorite thing. I hate it because it's like the all the girls are trying to. And I even got one. You know what I'm saying? And I did it because we had feathers and she was trying to catch feathers or whatever. Right. But that thing when but it that blocking, makes sense. It catching makes sense. feathers, but it's like just reaching t- towards the lens. Yeah. I I'm, think that's one. Yeah, like I hate that. Um, I'm already tired of the maternity hanging thing. Um, oh my god, yes, that one. <laughs> I um, I, I know you did it, and yours bro, was fire, bro. It's so many I, bad ones. So many bad ones. So, why does the bow look like you got that from Microsoft Word, bro? Like clip art, bro. Because it is. Literally. Yeah, nah. I've seen I've seen some bad ones. It is. Yours was fire, and then um, bro, shout I'm out to Corey down in Florida, like. His was the first one I saw. Mm. And I was like, that's fire. But he did it for his own personal, like for his girl. Okay, then. That's him. what's up. So he obviously he like, I'm I'm not gonna like have asses. But his yeah. work is great anyways. I um I saw Mr. Guerrera do it. Um, I don't know who that is. He's a photographer out of New York and he's the first person I seen do it. Mm. And um he does like he did that and then he started doing like celebrity like maternity. He did Cardi and offsets maternity. Oh, um I think I seen that picture. Yeah, he does a lot of his stuff. He does a lot of fabulous and his girl stuff. He did Abe Maternity. He does like nothing but he has on his website. He has a whole Cardi B and Offset like mm-hmm. album that you can go through the pictures of. And he's super dope. And so I seen him do it first and I showed another photographer and that photographer went off and did it. And so my wife asked me to do it. And I said, no, because I'm like, no, what? No, nah, the maternity shoot you did for your wife is fire. Appreciate it. Like, but that one, I was like, yo, this is hard. Look, that was fun. But like the whole hanging thing, like now we're in a position where I'm like, I'm starting to see it so much. And like, it's not even, you know what it is? It's a slow, like, I hope this thing die when everybody's doing it and it's good. Cause then it just becomes boring. But like mm. when you see so many people doing it wrong, I seen one girl posting her shit. Like, damn, never mind. I'm going to keep this going, but I'm going to just leave that part out. I was going to say, um, 
I seen one girl posting it and she posted it uh, under somebody that wrote like looking for a Charlotte photographer, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she was posting it on several things like, hey, check this out that I did. And I was just like, yo, this shit looks like the whole thing that they're hanging in, the sheet that they're hanging in. It that looked like it was clip art. And I was just like, I was like, yo, this is awful. I mean, I've looked at it and I was just like, how do they do this? But I'm pretty sure that they're actually like. The, the better ones are actually hanging. Yeah, the better on ones. The better ones are hanging from a ceiling. Right. Um, but it's a lawsuit. It's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, like, if something. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, like somebody gets in there, and let's say the shit comes untied, or they weigh too Ooh. much, or your fabric is thin. Once they go through that, and as soon as they ass hit the floor, you are done. Like, just know your business is done. Don't let no complications happen. I'm wishing. I'm knocking on wood for everybody. I hope it never happens. But is this even wood? Oh, it's wood. Yeah. So, but you know what? Um, I had a one girl last week. I was in the studio. I was coming in the studio. She was leaving, and she was talking to the studio owners like, "Yo, I want to do that." Mm. And then she came out. She was like, "I was just talking about you to them," and I was hearing them. Here, I heard her talking about it, and she was like, "Yo, I really want to do that for a client." I was like, "Cool. Just make sure you charge an extra two hundred dollars." She was like, "Why?" I said, "You got to keep it right." And I was like, "And on top of that." It's not easy to do. It's a lot of Photoshop. It's a lot of editing. And I was like, and you're taking a lot of risk. And risk. she did it like two days later. And I know she didn't charge them. They ass extra. But I'm mm. like, whatever, man. But yeah. Um, Last question. It comes from Max. 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 Yeah. I keep saying it with an S, but it's just a. <laughs> um, Where's your some of your favorite places to submit photos to magazines? Do you got any places? Great. Max, let me go ahead. Let me let me let you have this, Max. I mean, I'll talk on it. I'll speak on it. I mean, from what I know, caviar is a good one. Okay. But I just don't have the patience to, like, I, I just don't care. Because you don't get paid for that. I'm about the money. It's nice. It looks cool, but. He took the words out of my mouth. You don't get paid for that shit. I'm I'm gonna be nice. This ain't no shots to nobody. And if you think it's towards you, um, it's not. It's about the person sitting beside you. Um, I do not believe in. Um, let me put it like this: Have I submitted work to magazines? Yes, I submitted to Fuse magazine, Skin magazine, um, and that Skin with a Y, not an I. Um, and I've sent some work into other magazines. Um, my the biggest lessons I've learned in all of these magazines is. They need you more than you need them. Yeah. They benefit off of you giving them free art. Um, And then you turn around and you get online and you brag that, hey, my work was published. Not realizing like you, you gave gave away your work. You gave away your work. That's the least they can do is publish it since you gave it to them. Um, I know. And I know somebody's saying like, oh, and I don't want to give out misinformation, but they can pretty much do whatever they want to, to your work. And that, and that's not all the way true but like let's say they get your work and they want to put a big ass title over it cool you know the same way they right. put a big ass title over it the same way they can add a little filter to it they can size it whatever mm-hmm. they want to um and i look at it and say the grimy part about submitting your work to these magazines is you got to pay for the magazine still that's the biggest joke of it all it's like oh, yo to, oh to get it yeah, they don't give you a. They don't even give That's you a crazy. copy. Like, yeah, that is the craziest shit. I got and, a bootleg. <laughs> I got a bootleg. My my bro picture. They do you a solid and say, "Yo, here's the digital magazine of your work in it." Why right. you think none of these p- photographers when they be like, "Oh, I got my, 
I did the work. Um, you know, I got published. Why you don't think none of them actually show the actual magazine? Because the people are like, yo, it costs you thirty dollars to get a magazine, and y'all know good and damn well we ain't never paid thirty dollars for any magazine ever. No, magazine like ten dollars. I recently started buying magazines. Magazines are like uh, what is it? L mm-hmm. L magazine. Mm-hmm. I bought a GQ one. Mm-hmm. Um, Essence just because like I'm just to look at like inspo like absolutely something like that. And I look at seven bucks. Look. Seven bucks, eight bucks. When I submitted my work to Fuse, it was dope. I was super happy. So I'm not shit, shitting on nobody because it's, it is one of those things when you first get your feet wet in photography, you're all like happy and you're like, oh, I want to submit right. my work and I want to see it. And you do it. And I remember waiting on Fuse. Like it was, they were like, oh, you were approved. And I'm like happy. And I'm waiting. And then they were like, all right, your magazine, you're being article three months from now. And I'm like, cool, perfect. Like my work is going to be in that one. And they were like, we'll send you a coupon code to get it. And I'm like, a coupon code? They ain't going to just send me one? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and then I get, the, then I had to go so in So it's like y'all making money off of my picture. Thank you. Which is why, let me tell y'all something. That is the funniest thing that you just said that. Because we're in this thing where you guys are, they make money um, off of you giving them free work, right? Right. Um, so you turn around, you supply them. Think about it. They have a magazine. It's 15 photographers in there. All of us are giving them free fucking work. They bind that shit up and they go out and they sell it to the masses. And then you do free marketing for them because you're like, oh, I was in this. I was in that. And y'all had the nerve to get mad at Snoop Dogg for what he said, which I'm not going to lie. I didn't agree to everything Snoop Dogg said, but... He made some interesting points, which I can get with. Give me one little second. I'm about to yeah. pull this bullshit up. But before you do that, I, I'm just say one more thing about like I'm not knocking the whole submitting the magazine thing. Mm-hmm. Like some people do it and they they their work looks good. I do see the value in it from a like marketing standpoint mm-hmm. and and like a credibility standpoint. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I personally, it's like if it happens, if I submit and it happens, it's like all right, cool. Yeah, but. I've also gotten this far without um, without it happening. So it's Absol- like, absolutely. It's and like, you, do I need it? Not here's the thing. In those magazines, I'm not going to say they pray, but they play to new photographers whose skills aren't already there, um, mm-hmm. who, who wants that. Or maybe cool. their skills are there, but they're like business savvy isn't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because the, the great photographers who do amazing work, those magazines go to them and they know they got to come with a check. So if you submitted your work right. and it was no check involved and you're just doing this shit off the strength of, hey, I'm here to to support or I'm here just to give out my work for free, you got to understand why they definitely chose your ass. So keep that up. Um, all right, let's listen to Snoop Dogg because you made a great point about, yo, you there's no check in that. Let me, hopefully this shit pulls up. Excuse Man, the language. How's the motherfucker suing Nas for a picture that he in? He looks unhomeless. You fucking photographers and lost your motherfucking rabbit ass mind, <laughs> motherfucker. Damn. When you take a picture of a nigga, that picture ain't yours. That's a mere likeness situation. <laughs> You're borrowing my likeness. And how you gonna sue Nas for a picture that he in? We need some new laws to help us as artists, man, because it's a bunch of motherfuckers selling pictures with my face on it and I don't get shit because they took the picture. Can anybody help me with that? Just a basic question. All right. That's crazy. But so, I, I feel him. Snoop Dogg. So shout out to Peter Pixel. 
Um, you guys clickbait the shit out of this title, and I'm here for it, even though it's at the at the expense of Snoop Dogg, which I don't agree with, which is bullshit. But you guys tried it, you tried it, you tried it, and I'm here to correct it. Um, they their tagline says Snoop Dogg says photographers shouldn't own their photos of celebrities. That's not what he said. Um, it's not exactly what he said. Now, last week we addressed. Nas getting sued and I played around the topic because I thought it was fucking funny. Um and then I was like, yo, don't sue Nas. Like Nas is a great guy. Everybody loves Nas. I played I started with Nas. Um and now we're here. So I'm going to let you react before I go off because we're well, not go off before I re, before I walk back my other takes and go in on this. And I want you to first of all, he says let me get back to the part cuz I want to quote um the correct way i don't want nobody saying yo he didn't say that fuck sorry y'all <laughs> here you go hold on hold on it's gonna make me do it again this is the part let's play it one more time all right y'all definitely going the podcast is off its hinges suing nas for a picture that you go. fucking go ahead snoop i'm playing you should probably play the motherfucking whole thing. rabbit ass minds motherfucker when you take a picture of a nigga that picture ain't yours all right that's it's so just that part. That part I don't agree with. Absolutely. He's wrong on that. So please correct yeah, me. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, I took the picture. It's my, um, what is it? It's like in, in, intellectual property mm-hmm. is the word. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I took it. It's my copyright. That's fine. Like, I don't agree with that part. Keep going. You good. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's that's it. <laughs> he said, that picture ain't yours. Like, yeah, it is. Fuck. I have the file. It's mine. It's on my camera. Absolutely. Um, Snoop Dogg, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, bro, and I'm pretty sure somebody corrected you already um, because you probably asked your other photographer friends, um, the people that take your family pictures and stuff like that. Actually, those photos are ours. Yeah. We took it. Now, and I'm going to be honest with everybody, we, have to, we do need to understand that Snoop Dogg is in a different space. Right. Um, so when, when Snoop Dogg usually hires a photographers, he probably purchases the copyrights of his photos. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably purchases the rights to his photos. He probably right. licensed. Everything is done over contracts. And so when Snoop Dogg some, isn't a dumb guy, like, he's very business savvy. Like absolutely. he's doing all these endorsements, but even like when was it yesterday or two days ago, he took um, death row records, most of their stuff off of DSPs. Yeah. Um, and it's making them an NFT. So he's not, he, he, he's, he's smart. no idiot. Yeah. He's, so, Super smart when it comes to business. So, but so, in this regard, like that line is completely wrong. Now, yeah. um, my thing is, I told everybody, I said, looking at photographers, um, when I paid attention to it, my thing was, I seen a lot of photographers all up in arms saying F Snoop, blah blah blah. I'm in a bunch of photo groups on Facebook, mm-hmm. and nobody was reading this damn article. They just saw the title and just went off, right? And so now that I'm looking at it. Um, my thing is, I do think there should be some type of law that should be changed. Um, because, or something needs to change because, all right, the, the thing that happened with Nas is a photographer saw him out, Mm -hmm. took a picture of him, Tupac and Redman. Mm -hmm. And then that guy took that photo, licensed it. Well, he got it trademarked and everything. So he can now make money off of it. And Nas just reposted it on Instagram and the guy is suing Nas for it. 
And I'm with Snoop Dogg on the fact that Snoop Dogg is saying, yo, I think it's wild that somebody could see me out randomly, take a picture of me, go sell it, and I make no money off of it. Right. And in the moment I say, hey, oh, that's me. I like this picture and I repost it. You can now say, hey, even though I didn't get your permission to take your picture, I sold your picture. I made money off your picture. Now I want to sue you for me violating your rights to take your picture. So I think it's something interesting. I think I think the the de- like the determining factor is that trademark because mm-hmm. they went through the government, you know, the government get it trademark. Mm-hmm. That's intellectual property. Absolutely, and so that, and I agree with you as a hundred percent. There is that that thin line, and I think celebrities don't get it; mm-hmm. they don't understand it. And I think for them, they're like, "Yo, I think th- they're looking at it like, yo, how how can y'all do this? They right. feel violated." Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And so I get it, and I like I told one guy, I said, "Yo, what happened if somebody takes a picture of your kid? Let's say your kid is of age." But they still your baby. You're going to look at them and say, yo, this is my baby. Like, whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, I took a picture of them. They were out at a party. I didn't sold this picture to this club management, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, I'm making millions off your kid. And your kid posts my picture. And, you know, it's just that circle and circle. But I find that funny that a lot of those photographers that was, you know, hand in the fist, blah, blah, blah shit. You know, you turn around and last week. Over the last week, you know, they're they're posting, sending their photos off to a magazine mm-hmm. with no compensation. Right. But then they fighting for another photographer saying, hey, or, you know, they they cussing out Snoop. Um, and to me, I know a couple of y'all saying like, yo, those two don't things don't go hand in hand. I just find it funny that, you know, you're you're mad at this photographer for not getting paid, but you'll go give a magazine your photos for free and not <laughs> get paid. That to me is a joke, and they making money off of your ass. So it's just. But what if what if you flip the situation, and Nas sues them for taking a picture? Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, that's to me. I would look at it like that, like yo, how, like and, that. I think that scenario makes more sense. Yeah, like Nas, like yo, you took this picture and you're making money off of it. Yeah, I need my money, like something like yeah, how like did, let me let me counter sue and yeah. try to get that money. But it's, if he's got the trademark. Yeah, then it's then just it's tough. like it's just dead. Yeah, and I think that's what. And you know what? I'm telling you this. I think celebrities, you know, the thing that affects the 1% always gets changed. Mm. You know, in this world, it's a funny world. This world doesn't operate as much as we like to think it does. This world doesn't operate. It's not for the people. It's not for the people. It's for that 1%. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when COVID first happened, I knew COVID would be fixed soon you know what i'm saying first of all i'm a believer in covid i had the shit so i get it I'm i not, had, i had the shit too i almost died yeah to so i'm not here to debate if it's real or not but i knew that they were going to find something vaccine mandates i knew they was eventually gonna, i knew they was going to do something when um you got all these celebrities worth millions hundreds of millions billions of dollars they sitting at home can't make no, no money i was right. like oh they're going to figure this out yeah you know jeff bezos is, was like the only fucker getting rich for like you know, whatever. I think he like doubled his his bro, fucking net worth. Bro got a divorce and tripled like his worth. Like how your wife leave you, she takes half, becomes like the third richest woman in the world. And then a whole year later, you, you are up. Double, tripled. Yeah, it's like. That shit's crazy. That shit is wild. And if they say that happens to all men, so my I'm wife is to get in like trouble. you, my exactly. boy. Look, <laughs> it was interesting. All right. Um, before we get up out of here. You had an interesting topic in the the Instagram group, and you brung up 
You woke up on Sunday and you chose violence. He really didn't choose violence. He was. Cool I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't think I chose violence. I think it was a. I think it was a legit question. What was your question? Drop it for the people. Well, it was mainly like, what are the benefits of hiding likes? Mm. And it's like, I guess it. And I've been thinking about it still because I even talked to my girlfriend about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gave me her take, which was pretty much what I said. And it's just like, I feel like if you are a starting off photographer. Mm-hmm. And your work is good. Well, no, no. Let me backtrack. Okay. So I think with social media and Instagram, your follower count yeah. and the amount of likes you get is your social media credit score. Yeah. Your credibility. Okay. I like if that. If that makes sense. You yeah. Know it's saying? like your currency. On that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's, there's people who will book someone mm-hmm. just off the strength of how many followers they have, how many likes or pictures they're getting. And we, or what knew- kind of exposure comes with. Booking, booking this person right and we know that is true because we saw an influx of people purchasing likes and followers to right. seem like i have they're more popping yeah like really my social media credit is big mm-hmm. you know it's an 800 credit score right because why yeah. i have thirty thousand followers i have fifteen thousand followers i have ten thousand followers and guess what i'm getting you know, 200 likes, 500 likes, 1,000 likes, 5,000 right. likes. It's like a ranking system. I mean, Absolutely. it's a credit score. So, and you were trying to figure out, your question just to the group was like, yo, do you think people are hiding their likes because, or why are people hiding their likes now? Yeah, it was just like, why? Yeah. Um, so the options there, but it's like, so the people, so it, I, I think it just depends what people's scenario. So like, let's say, let's start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Amateur photographer, their work is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Instagram's a video sharing thing, not now, a photo yeah. sharing thing now. So they're not getting the engagement. Like someone that's an arbitrary number, 300 followers, they yeah. post something, <laughs> they probably get like nine likes. Yeah. You know? So I could see why they would want to hide it because it's like, don't look at my likes, look at my work. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus like, let's say mid, mid-level. Mm-hmm. I'm not, well, I'm not going to say that I'm mid. Yeah. But I you understand. know what I'm saying? Like. I have middle tier. 30, like yeah, the middle tier. For cred, social media credit. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm saying maybe like a upper 600, mm-hmm. about 650 to 750 mm-hmm. credit score. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it like that. Um, like me, you know, my work is good. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting as many likes as I used to, but that's just because of the algorithm. Absolutely. And the whole video thing. Yeah. So like for me, I was thinking about it. If I had my likes... It's more saying, like, don't worry about the likes. Just look at the quality of the work. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, like look at the quality of the work. Yep. Um, just because photographers are getting shitted on by Instagram and engagement. Bro, I call that shit, like, I it's, need to find the episode. It's fucking crazy. I call that shit probably in the first 10 episodes of this podcast. I was like, hey, just let everybody know. Start posting videos. Nobody listen, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the higher, let's say, someone who has... Cause I, who has like 10, 15, 20,000 mm-hmm. followers. Yeah. But they bought them. Mm-hmm. It benefits them to hide the likes because that, because people like look at the like amount. Yeah. And then the followers. And there's, it used to be, there used to be like a, I think you're supposed to have 10% engagement mm-hmm. is, is healthy yeah. for your social media. Mm-hmm. So if you've got 10,000 followers, you're supposed to have, like a thousand, a thousand likes, likes mm-hmm. right? But if those numbers aren't adding up, like I can see why you want to hide it too. Absolutely, and I think now, um, I think that number has dropped 
to like between three and five percent. Most people don't know. Back when Instagram was not bullshitting you, um, it was a ten percent. Right. Like ten percent. Now, now it's probably like two, it's like two. It's like two to five. Like, and I know that because um, I'll tell you how. So I um, before Instagram used to do it, their thing was they would show it to people, and then they were you know. They would show it to all your friends, and then it was suspected that, hey, if you have good content, then 10% of the people who saw it will like it. Right. Cool. And then what happened is they start playing with the algorithm, and they, you know, we're only going to show it to 10% of your following. Yep, that, and that then part, it, yeah. that was the bullshit they did first. So, so like, they show it to 10% of your following mm-hmm. the first hour. Yeah. And if it does well with that 10%, then we show it to the rest. It'll show it to more, more to people. More, and it was more. like tier, tier based. Yeah. And so it's such bullshit. It is such bullshit. And then what ended up happening is, you know, Instagram got out of like no 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 we're not doing that which nobody believed yeah and everybody so, right we're we're seeing it yeah we're witnessing it yeah. I'm dealing with people who say hey I've never seen your shit before I've like there's photographers that I follow and I'm like damn I haven't seen their work in a while and then I go to see their page and I'm like they've posted every day they've posted twenty times this year bro and I'm like I haven't seen any of this and now it's like hey we're not giving a lot of likes to pictures we're giving a shit ton of likes to videos reels especially and what are y'all going to do? And so for me, I I don't laugh at people that hide their likes, but I will assume that their likes are f- fake. Um, I just... I, Not their likes, their followers. Oh, excuse me. Their followers are fake. But I know a couple... Yeah, because if your likes are fake and you got 10,000 fucking likes, then you don't care about... You're right. not going to hide it, right? right. Um, I definitely feel like your followers are fake. And... I know there's always that pushback, like, no, you know, the algorithm just messed me up. Like, nah, bro, something ain't adding up. Like, and the reason why I say it like that, because I've dealt with people who have um, a shit ton of likes and they start hiding it because let me put like this. Instagram has become a place where your Instagram credit score super, super matters. Mm -hmm. It's your reputation. You know what I'm saying? And certain people can't live with. But it matters to who? Exactly. That's what I'm I always ask oh, okay. myself. Who does this matter to? Yeah. Because like me, I'm getting to the point. So it's like, I mean, it's been a few posts now where I'm like, damn, like I thought this was a, a oh, winner. Bro, you don't even got to tell me that. Some, I'm like, this is going to knock it out the park. And then I, I don't even get 100. And I'm like, damn. But see, like I'm I'm self-aware and it's like, okay, fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to post the quality of my work. People are going to see it. They're going to fuck with it. Whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the likes. Yeah. So that's why I would hide it too. Is is like me personally is like I don't give a fuck about the likes. And like yeah. Every post I I I've been posting recently, mm-hmm. I care less and less about the likes because I'm yeah. just getting disappointed and I'm like yeah. Let me just not give that attention. Yeah. And you know what? It's it seems like on social media we are out here living um for this facade. Social media is a facade. Yeah, it is. And I tell people that all the time. And I say I look at Instagram and I say. We're sitting there and I'm looking at Instagram and I'm like, all right, what what show are you putting on for me today? Right. <laughs> you look at somebody and you see um, people assume as a photographer. They they assume that this shit is glamorous and it's fun. And I kind of talked about that last yeah, week, yeah, with yeah. the entrepreneur thing. But we look at it and they saying like, oh, you got this many followers. You got this many likes. Um, you're here, you're traveling there. They don't see when you're working. They don't see when you grind it. They don't see that, yo, I got no shoots this week. Right. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do? They don't, you know? they don't see that shit. Like what was it last week or two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. 
I sat at my computer for five hours watching, um, watching like a, a course, mm. like a retouching course. Mm-hmm. Five hours. Yeah. They don't see that. They but they see when you post something and you like, oh, right. they see when you posted the engagement couple and it's a Bentley in the back and they like, oh shoot, he got access to Bentleys. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what goes into that. Right. Um, they don't understand that um when you in Panama, you're there for a vacation, but you're still there to work. But right. that's you know what I'm saying, that's just a reward from you, you know. From right. you working to that point. And so I get online and I see a couple of people like, oh, I'm getting hurt by how my like, man, I'm calling bullshit on everything because I look at people and I say, you're trying to live up to this facade on Instagram where, hey, I'm not comfortable with y'all knowing I only got this many likes on that. And I'm talking about people that have these big followers. Some people have a thing where I just don't want people to know. I don't want people judging um, there's this there's this amount of people who's like, hey, I don't want nobody judging and I don't want to fucking look at this picture and be like, damn, I only got 30 likes, I only got 50 likes, right, I only exactly. got 100 likes. And then there's some people who's like, hey, I don't want nobody judging my work off of, well, I don't want to like this. Nobody else ain't liked it. And it's been up for two or three days. Right. Um, like this morning, and then going back to what you were just saying, like nothing is funnier in social media when you have a post and you like, this is going to go. Yeah, this I posted is a banger. A, oh, I posted a picture this morning. I'm like, this is the one. Bro, I come back, the shit had 30, thirty likes. I was gonna say it's probably like thirty likes, and I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like it was. And you had fifteen thousand followers. Yeah, organic. Absolutely, it's all of my shits is organic. But you know what? I realized um, that's a wild percentage. Like, what? What? What, what is that? Even thirty out of fifty. 15,000? Oh, yes, yeah, it was something stupid. That's like, like I was just, Yeah, but I knew, but I knew I was gonna get fucked when my reel before that was up. Like my reel before did good. I was like, oh, my next post is going to be shit. And I was thinking about what could I post to throw it off because I know it's going to be shit. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just post something fire because I, I didn't want to. I was looking for some old shit or a picture of me and I was like, fuck it. And but I knew it was going to happen. But you know what? Um, I knew my account was fucked when I had. Mind you, I've never paid for follows a day in my life. Right. And I remember one day I. um. I had 10,000 followers and I ran this thing on my account and saw that um, out of my 10,000, 6,000 of my followers haven't seen a post of mine in 30 days. And I knew oh, my shit. shit was fucked. I knew Damn. It was, like then I was like, oh, OK, we, I'm screwed. But see, I feel like Instagram, like if you're 10,000 followers, like they want you to pay for ads. Oh yeah, yeah. They They're leveraging. Yeah, yeah. They they pay you to be exposed. Because, they pay you and exposed. Because <laughs> people who have a lower follow follower account are getting more likes mm-hmm. than the higher accounts. Because yeah. but that's because they're like, oh, he's got ten thousand organic followers. Mm-hmm. He must be doing well. Let's let's kind of like hold it's like like pinning their arm behind their back. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna pay us to get the exposure that you you deserve, want that you want right yeah and it's yeah i agree with, with that the lower level ones like they're not as successful let's Mm-mm. let's kind of like feed them feed them so they can keep posting more right. and as they continue to grow we're gonna shut their ass off we're gonna turn, turn off their water that's too. just crazy and they, and they and they try to say they're not doing it yeah and, and this might be some like photography entrepreneurship conspiracy theory but i don't think it is i'm i don't either i think it's all the joke to me plan. is the, the original plan for those who not know, the original plan for hiding likes was we're going to hide the likes. So when brands contact you, 
Mm-hmm. Contact us. They need to know how many likes your posts are actually getting. They have to go through Instagram now to pay you. That right. that's the plan to get all the likes hidden or to continue discontinue the whole like like numbers, but it say like, you know, Birdo and Gavin has like right. this person. But I've post. also also had seen something along the lines of like it was uh to combat uh youth low self esteem. Yeah, that's bullshit. Which is it, it's a good a good lie. Yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful lie. When Instagram came out with that, I was like, oh, they good. But you got to keep my Instagram's Facebook, too. Yeah. So Facebook, but, or Meta now. Yeah, they all owned by the same people. I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. Y'all don't try, y'all don't give nothing to mental health organizations. You really don't try to help people. Um, you've gotten caught up in the whole, like, oh, we figure out what's your triggers, and we we starting to feed that to you on the rip. Right. But they're like, oh, you know, we're going to hide your likes to help with mental health and bullying and all that. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, whatever. It's clearly for, yo, we're going to hide everybody's likes. Eventually, we're going to slow roll everybody into that. And then what we're going to do is now when Target says, hey, this influencer is great. I want to work with them. But we can't take their word on how many likes and if they got real followers on that shit. Shit. Let's contact Meta and say, hey. What is this social profile account? And don't think mm. that they not going to give it to them. They getting paid. Oh, I see what you were saying. So yeah. so now middleman, like Facebook meta is a middleman. Middleman for, for sponsorships. Like that's what it was all for. Gotcha. Like, and it's, it's clearly clear as day there. Um, before we get out of here, we have a question of the day. Um, I'm super excited to hear about this because when somebody hits me, when they go to the question book and actually read them, I know they're going to be good. So what is your question? Uh, the one that I picked out was like, if hold on, let me read. <laughs> it says, if your childhood self met the adult version of yourself, would they be happy with how they turned out? Mm. And it's funny because I actually thought about this today. Okay. And I don't know why. Um, it was this morning. I was thinking about like, what what advice would you give um yourself ten years ago? Like, I, that's what came to mind. Um, and I was just like, I, I was thinking about it. It was just like, go against the grain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but back to like this actual, like the actual question. Um, I think so. I think, I think, I think my younger self would be happy. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that my younger self would understand um, how I got to this point. Mm. Just because, like, as a kid, I was just kind of going with. Like what you were supposed to, for example. So like in high school, like, you know, people were applying for college. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. And then I kind of realized like, oh, I'm a senior. What's my next move? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to apply to colleges. So yeah. I applied. I went to UNCG for a year. Okay. And I was Spartans. like. Spartans. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, so I guess I got to go to college now. Mm. So I was just kind of going with it. I didn't. One high school didn't prepare me for college, so I ended up like Never. fucking up that 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 year, and I ended up getting um, like I just had to leave the yeah. school. Yeah. Um. But I think I think my younger self would be happy, just because I mean I I'm happy now, so I would relay that to my younger self. It's like, yo, like I'm good, I'm happy. Yeah. Like you have this to look forward to, but as far as like advice, I would give definitely to go against the grain. Um. Mm-hmm. That it's okay to, it's okay to work and not go to college. It's yeah. okay to like, like my dad does landscaping. Yeah. So it's like, 
you know, blue collar jobs, people look at those as like, oh, they're uneducated. They yeah. couldn't do it better. But I'm like, they have no now it's like blue collar jobs are like getting paid. Yeah, absolutely. People are getting paid. But it's just like go against the grain. Yeah. Be the best advice I can give. And it and I think my younger self would definitely be be happy with um, how I turned out. Will my younger self be happy? I would hope so. I don't know. I think sometimes I think my younger self will probably be like, cool. Is that it? think that's what happened um because all right what now yeah because i mean when i was younger man i had all of these dreams and and i had all these dreams and hopes now are you saying younger like how like as a kid or yeah no i'm I'm thinking like like, i'm talking about years ago even yeah Yeah, like when i I was in high school man i had all these dreams these hopes and things i really really wanted to accomplish i don't think myself would look at me like yo you failed but i think you know part of my uh Part of myself would be like, all right, is that it? Like, what else you got? Because you got to do more. Um, Because I was such a dreamer then and such a out there, man. And I'm thinking I'm finally getting to those places because my advice to my younger self would be take risk. Um, Mm -hmm. Yep. Even though I I know a lot of people don't understand how I got to this point of photography. Um, And a lot of it is. I mean, I'm going to keep it a buck. I got fired from my job. And I, this was the backup, you know what I'm saying? So right. I'm like, the backup better work now, right? But I remember sitting in those positions where I was like, um, you know, bro, like, I, I remember, you know, not going back to work, not fixing my resume, not going on another job interview again was mm-hmm. a risk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially um, having a wife, now having a kid, providing, you know, things of that nature was tough. Um, it's been interesting. It's been a tough thing. It's been a growth thing. And I think my thing was, I was telling my homeboy this, I was like, yeah, I never took a lot of risks growing up. My homeboy did, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He went to college, you know, got kicked out of one school, went to another school, got kicked out of that one, started working. You know, he took his skills that he had. Um, he started getting jobs and different yeah. things. He knew coding very well. Mm. So he was just jumping from job to job. He was like, yo, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go stay here now. Oh, this industry looks cool. I'm going to use my skills and go here. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not saying I would live my life like that, but his experiences are so vast and wide just because he was willing to take risk at certain times. Right. And for me, I was almost like very cookie cutter. Like, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this next. Then I'm going right. to do this Right. It was, was kind of like you live like. I don't know, but I feel like that's just a whole like how society's kind of set up in America. It's like you got to hit these bullets. Huh? Yeah. All right. High school, check. Yeah. College, check. Check. Yeah. And good like, paying job, check. check. Yeah. And you know, so like Family, now, check. Look, and so like now, I'm working on some things that are be coming out, and I'm like, all right, these are the risks. Like, and if these pay off well, you know, I'm learning that calculated risks are still risks, and you can you just got to go into it. You know, because sometimes I'm like, um, I preach the biggest thing I ever preach. And I, I swear to you, this has been the best lesson I've learned in the last three years. Progress over perfection. Yeah. Um, No one's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And if you don't start, you won't never start. I, I was listening to this. So I listen to a lot of like motivational speeches. Mm-hmm. They're on Spotify. They're called like daily motivation. They've got mm-hmm. like different. Mm-hmm. Like if you're dealing with self-doubt, if you're feeling yeah. with pain, if you're feeling with unmotivated, like they have different ones but there was one, it was like, um, he was like, practice makes what? And then the crowd was like, perfect. He was like, no progress. Mm. And he was just like, nobody's perfect. And if you, and if you are pursuing that, 
you're never going to be happy. So mm. just be happy that you're progressing. Yeah. Just being better. Whether Amazing. it's like financials, yeah. your quality of your work, how how much you're working, like mm-hmm. just always look for progress. Yeah. That makes sense. I you're like never going to reach perfection. Perfection is never. I don't know what's the def I don't know if you want to look it up, but the definition of like perfect or perfection. Yeah. Like I'm sure it's like something that's completely unattainable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, give everybody your information. Tell everybody about the photo walk on Saturday. You still doing a photo walk on Saturday? Sunday? It's on Sunday. Yeah. And I forgot people call them photo walks. I just said meet up. Yeah, you call um, meet up. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Tell everybody about it and give them your information. So, Berto, Gilded Images, Gilded underscore images on Instagram. Um, I've got a meetup coming on Sunday mm-hmm. at Lada Park. I've mm-hmm. never been there. I just kind of like looked up pictures and I was like, okay, this is it's cool. This is cool. Because yeah. again, it's not Cam North End, it's not Uptown. The, the, Tell me about it. Nothing wrong with those places, but they're just kind of like tired. They OD. Y'all, we OD um, them, me included. But the meetup is just models come through. Like if you have experience, cool. If you don't have experience, cool. Come learn. Photographer, same thing. Experience, unexperienced. Mm-hmm. Um, videographers would be dope. Like you can come out here, practice something. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, Essentially, just creating a space for people to like learn. There you go, um, bro. I'm thankful that you came on here. Um, I appreciate you. Sorry, I was looking for something, but it's not there for me. We just gonna start. Um, I do want to thank you for coming through. Let me tell y'all, photographers, something that come on the podcast. If you come on, please have listened to a previous podcast. Please have something you want to talk about. And please, please, just please give back to the community. Um, the photographers that y'all see me have on lately have done all of that. Um, and I'm grateful for them because they make the episode better. They understand like what I do, how I do it. And the I'm flow. super. Yeah, it's a great flow. Like, and I'm, I'm appreciative of all the photographers. Um, oh, last thing before we get up out of here. Oh, shit. We almost forgot. It's still Women's Month. So we have to highlight a woman oh. photographer. Yeah. Who do you got? Uh, I'll probably say Lindsay Adler. Okay. So I like recently found out about her through mm-hmm. Eric. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. Eric Polly. Mathis. I, I, yeah. yeah. I know Eric. I forget. I don't know. I'm really bad with names. Yeah. But, I know Instagram. Names. But he, he did like, um, I guess like a, a camp with her. Okay. And then since he like started posting, I was like, yo, like I followed her and I was like, bro, her work is crazy. It's, her, yeah. her use of like color mm-hmm. and light is insane. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Many for like male or female that mm-hmm. that her work can compare to, yeah, or that can compare the, their work, their work to, to her. her. So I shout like out to her. She she's 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 up there because I use yeah. strobes and lights, yeah, but I never like tapped into like gels and none of that. And I yeah. want to, and I just keep looking at her work, and I'm just like, bro, like I don't even know, I can't even fathom how you got that this like a curve. I don't I don't know, bro. You don't. I just look at her work and I just admire. I'm just like. Please check out her work, y'all. I'm telling y'all um, her work is dope. My um, person this week, I am going to shout out Jessica Dunson, FB Visuals. She's a She's been a guest on this podcast. I was going to shout her out last week, but I felt like it had just been too early to do it since she's on here. Um, I was listening to a podcast that she was on. And just to see the amount of work she's accomplished uh, in a short period of time um, is amazing. And for her love of film. You know what I'm saying? Um, her work is dope. She's moving to New York at the end of this month, and Charlotte's losing a good one since she's going up there. But her work is dope. And you know what? Um, I was laughing because I had a 
somebody, a makeup artist hit me up just actually a couple hours ago and was like, oh, I want to do this look. And you can you can make it look like this. And mm-hmm. I remember what Jessica told me. She said, digital photographers always try to emulate film. Yeah. And she said, film photographers always can tell the bullshit from the real yeah. shit. And I laughed and I wrote that to the makeup artist. And she was like, so you can't do it. I'm like, no, actually. Yeah, no. I'm like, no. Like, go get a film I've photographer. Try, I've tried. Um, yeah. I've tried to emulate. And it, it don't never look the same. Right. It's just, but, but the thing is, like, who who knows that? Is yeah, film photographers. Film photographers are the, the only client. Ones the client. They don't, don't know. fucking know. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. But um, shout out to Jessica. Her thing. Let me tell you this. Scanning her photos, and the theme of her photos, and just how raw and authentic it feels, mm. always mind blowing to me. Um, since I've been following her, and mind you, I've only been knowing Jessica for almost a year. Um, I'm matter of fact, I take that back. I probably only been knowing Jessica for like eight months, and just. I follow everything she does now and like literally I was listening to her podcast recently the episode that she was on and it was just great to hear her talk about photography and just hear raw real emotion so I'm super thankful super grateful for her and yeah um anyway back to Fabio Foreign um I do want to welcome I w- excuse me not welcome this shit is over now um I want to thank you for coming yes, sir let's not make this the last time yeah nah I'm always down we- to talk look I'm always down to talk too and we're gonna holler at y'all next time yeah, yeah look this is the city of money and balance. Everything we do is gonna come with a challenge. Every bitch you fuck is gonna come with a balance. Every shooter with me is coming to silence. And you they are coming to silence, just to let y'all know. If I want them to not let you come into the city, it's my option. This is the home of the fly shop.